Hi, everyone. This is Mike Boyd with the Beato Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Very fortunate today to have Mark Thompson from Berge Automotive willing to spend some time to speak with us. So one of the reasons that we have Mark here today is I was able to spend a couple days in person at their stores, getting to know them and talking to them around implementing iRecon to manage the reconditioning process. But also we started naturally gravitating towards merchandising because top of mind at all times at a dealership is how do we sell more cars? How do we make more money selling cars and what are those drivers? So again, thank you so much for being here, Mark. I was wondering if you could spend a minute and tell our audience a little bit about yourself, You know what you do at the dealership, uh, maybe some information like how big your group is, things like that. Yeah, Mike, thanks for having me. Uh, we, 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 uh, we definitely had a great couple of days here with you as well. We had nice conversations and all of, uh, all of our group here really enjoyed the uh, time we got to spend with you. Um, so I work for Bergie's. I work for three of the General Motors stores, uh, two Chevrolet stores and a Cadillac location. Uh, Bergie's itself is a group that's been in business for almost 100 years. Actually, next year, 2024, will be the 100th anniversary. It started as a, a auto repair shop in Franconia, which is about 45 minutes outside of Philly. And today they have 14 dealerships throughout the Pennsylvania area, plus a, a, a magnitude of truck sales and services and tire shops all over Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and Maryland. Um, my role with the three General Motors stores is used car operations, basically anything from bringing the vehicles in from wholesale through trade or through purchasing at the auction, and then all the way through when we sell the car to the customer uh, at, the, at, the, at the store or in today's market online. Um, so you're, so you're a catch-all for everything. A little bit of everything for the used car departments for all three locations. Okay. Well, it sounds like we have the right person uh, <laughs> in the podcast then. So let's jump right into it. So we know that consumers have a major interest in knowing what's been done to a car when they're in that purchase decision process. And last year, Viato did a lot of research with the consumers. And that one of the things we discovered was that more than a third of them that we surveyed wanted to know more information regarding the vehicle history, certifications, what type of warranty providing, and most especially what type of reconditioning work was done on the vehicle prior to them coming in or engaging. You know, what did you guys do? So one of the questions I have is at your dealership, do you guys do anything or what type of things do you do to surface this information to your consumer? So we've definitely been focusing on that a lot in the last few months. I think Kind of like you said, we've all been used to the custom, especially with certified units. You know, you come in, you buy the car, you get everything that was done to the car to make it certified. But we're looking almost at that point, like maybe it's a little too late for that, for the marketing end of it. You know, we really want to try to get it out there so customers know what the vehicle has been through, especially with us at our store before they buy it. Is it something that we post online through, you know, the pictures where we have a certification checklist on there and not just a certification, but a used car checklist of the things that we've done to the vehicle that makes it, you know, and our, our Bergie's qualified to sell it. You know, we want the customer to buy a car, be confident with the vehicle and with the work that's been done to it. And the only way to make them do that is to know what we've done to the car. Well, I really like that because one of the things that, of course, I've talked about this for years and the data is really backing up is that when you're thinking about merchandising, you know, how do we get more into the heads of our consumers into what's appealing to them to get them to engage because we always want them to engage 
faster, but we also want a quality, a quality engagement. Those things that we're doing in the reconditioning. So you mentioned like pushing as part of your photos, you know, certain pieces of that reconditioning process. What does it mean to buy this car from Burgies versus another dealership? Are there any certain things you guys do at your stores you think is really different or set you apart in that reconditioning process? I think the main thing right now is what's going to separate my website, my cars from somebody else's. We all have vehicles to sell. We all have units that we're trying to push. And I think we have to be able to set ourselves apart, especially in the market today where most people are looking online before they come in the store or they're even purchasing vehicles online. And, and I don't have the opportunity for a salesperson to maybe go through everything and explain it the traditional way. So the one thing that we've discussed here more than what lately I think would be is, you know, when we're showing our vehicles online, having the ability to know, you know, we've had this car for maybe two weeks. And in those two weeks, it's been on our service for the brakes. And when we got the brakes in, they were twos or sevens or fours or whatever the case may be. And we replaced the brakes and now the brakes are new. And this is the reason why we did it. And we do that on any vehicle that we have that's over whatever the measurements that we decide as a group or, you know what I mean? It's the same thing with tires. We decided to replace the tires on this vehicle because when it came into us, it was not satisfactory for us to put on the lot and be ready to retail to a customer. Okay. So it's really around customer assurance. Hey, Correct. we didn't understand, you know, without asking, these are the things we did because it was the right thing to do. And throughout so the course of it, sorry to interrupt. Throughout the course of it too, like you know, with it being a Bergie's vehicle, you get that out that this is what Bergie's does to cars. So that when the more we do that, we don't necessarily have to explain it because it's an understood process that Bergie's does this to their vehicles to make sure we're providing the best possible experience and possible product to our customers. Well, I like that a lot. Of course, I mean, that was one of the reasons I wanted to get together with you, because when we were installing and setting up iRecon throughout the stores, one of the big questions I got asked was, hey, can we have the salespeople involved? Can they be able to view and see that information? Which is great, because quite honestly, sometimes I talk to dealerships and they're hesitant. Now, I'm I blows my mind while why you would not want the people who are selling the cars to understand exactly what they're selling and be able to talk intelligently to the consumer and you guys were the reverse why do you think you were the reverse i mean is that something you guys had talked about prior or it definitely is i think you know it goes past the the, the salesperson coming into the used car manager or the new car manager saying hey where's this car at and it's in service okay hey mr customer the car's in service we want the salespeople to be familiar comfortable with the cars and when the customer comes in and the car is not on the showroom or, or a customer calls because they see the car had just shown up online, we want our salespeople to know, well, the car is in service right now having this, this, and this done. So that they're relaying that information to the customer, making the customer more comfortable with the work that's being done to it before maybe they come and see it. But to have the sales staff involved in it just is a logical step in trying to make it a better product for our customers the salespeople are our window to the customers for them not to be a part of it and not understand in a process where a vehicle is or what we've done to a vehicle it just doesn't make a lot of sense to us. Yeah, no, I agree. So how the big question, right? Everybody wants to know when we talk to dealerships is how are you feeling about the market today? What type of new things are you hearing versus 
last year? Where do you think things are trending? Uh, so, you know, for the manufacturer side, we're hopeful, like everybody, that we're going to get more new cars. We keep seeing trucks come in every day, which we haven't been maybe as used to seeing. Um, on the used side, you know, we're doing everything we can to source cars in whatever way we can. Um, you know, our certified sales at our Cadillac stores, uh, we've purchased Cadillac uh, in December. Last quarter, I think they did 30 this quarter so far. We're up to 45 certified units, so we're sourcing vehicles and in, in ways to keep those sales up and and to to make them go higher. Um, it's tough right now. The traditional going to the auction and buying the cars it's been tough for a while. I think right now, you know, we we use the the auto and and you know the other resources available to us. We have a weekly meeting with our performance manager to make sure that we're using the things that the tools that we have properly. And the conversations we have with our performance manager kind of weekly is we're seeing the market and the auction cars, the prices go up, but the resale prices haven't necessarily caught up to there yet. So the margin compression's back. Yes. And for General Motors, you know, we're seeing equinoxes at a crazy high at the sale and we can't get anywhere close to that on the retail side. So we're a little bit worried about that part. We're a little bit worried about the leases that are going to maybe not be coming in as, and, and returns as we've had in the past. You know, when COVID was, everybody was locked in their houses for six, eight, a year, some places, there weren't a lot of leases being done. There weren't a lot of cars being sold. So we're looking at that on, along the lines of, okay, we're coming into that three year lease or two and a half year lease time that's ending up. And there may not be as many as we're used to seeing. There may not be as many as we've had got in the past. So how are we going to source vehicles, A, to certify, and B, just to have on our lot in general? So we've been really trying to, you know, think outside the box a lot more. We've done some Kelly Blue Book things uh, that you and I discussed a little bit uh, with the buying centers. You actually where, mentioned that when I was there, and I was going to ask you about that. So you're obviously part of a bigger group. You oversee three of the stores at this time. You just recently implemented KBB ICO. Right. Yes. Yes. So every uh, every one of the locations does the trade in tool that they use with Kelly Blue Book, where, you know, we're able to appraise the car and get a number with Kelly Blue Book uh, at the Plymouth meeting locations. We just became a, you know, an official buying center. And, you know, we're seeing that. I think it's this way. Any way that we can get some help and use some tools that are available to us to bring cars in is a plus. And the way that we're viewing the buying center is a little bit different than I think maybe Traditionally, you know, we're doing this where I, I'm of the opinion that if we if we have a, a, a separate center where customers can come in just to sell their cars, we keep it where it's just a buying center. It's separated from our showroom. It's separated from our sales staff and our used car managers. And it's, uh, you know, hopefully a 30 minute process. The customer brings the car into us. We inspect the vehicle, appraise it, make sure everything's matches up to the condition that the customer had already filled out at home. And if we agree to the numbers, we'll cut you a check on the spot. If you own the car, if it's a lease, we'll get all the paperwork together and, and get you a check within hopefully the next day is what we try to provide. But we're finding that we're, by keeping it separate from the traditional showroom setting, customers are more willing to come to the store because a lot of these customers do not want to be bought. They want to just sell their car. They don't want to talk about getting a new car. I'm not saying that we're not trying to sell a car to every customer, but 
there are a lot of situations where the customer has, you know, uh, a family member that just passed away or whatever the situation may be, and they just want to sell us our car. Having a dedicated staff that's just able to do that, we're seeing big returns in our first month and a half of doing it. No, I really like that because one of the things I've seen is sometimes in our haste and our desire to sell more cars, obviously we know that somebody who is looking to sell you a vehicle generally is not walking out of there. So a lot of times there's a driver, there's a motivation. You mentioned like, you know, unfortunately if somebody passes away, there's an extra car, but a lot of time that driver is we want another vehicle, but yeah. they just want to separate the selling of their vehicle from the purchase of their next vehicle for a or number of reasons. A They've had a bad experience. We've had customers come in that have had bad experiences at the place where they're bought. They want the car at the Kia dealership, you know, a mile and a half, two miles away, whatever the case may be. And there's no other place that that car exists for them to buy, but they've had a bad experience and didn't like the numbers that they got from the Kia dealership for their trade. So they bring it into here and we're able to give them that experience with just purchasing the car and walking out to the Kia store. Making it easy. Very much so. So it sounds like you guys have really taken on a lot, which is great because I think this is a good opportunity for dealers to reinvent themselves because the market, it's coming back. It will never be like it used to be, right? It's always going to be in flux. It's always going to be variable and changing. But this is a great opportunity to really look at your processes and how they align together. So we started off talking about reconditioning and how that can drive effective marketing and merchandising and how that affects your appraisals. Obviously we know market margin compression is back. Inventory is at a premium and that's not going to change anytime soon. So now you're also approaching, how do you think outside the box to acquire more vehicles other than maybe the traditional in lane at the auction? I think our staff here is a little tired of all the things that we keep bringing to them because we're just throwing out all these new things. But the good thing about that is they've been so uh, receptive to everything that we have done because i think they see big picture we're really trying to maybe change the way we do things here i mean we've had we had a couple of trainings with you this week and i was really excited by how taken to all the staff was to something that really is changing the way that we're doing you know our reconditioning and you you're you're hopeful that everyone will kind of buy in with over the course of the first four days here i'm really excited how well they've all bought into the process and have really been using the tools that we have because I think everyone is in the same boat and everyone understands the the goal of what we're trying to do. And, you know, we're really pushing to change the way we do things here in the next year for sure, at least. Yeah. And to be fair, I warned you all before I started (laughs) doing some of the training that I am much more focused on the why we need to do reconditioning and what effective reconditioning and effective merchandising does to the bottom line. Those are the drivers, right, of good behavior than just pressing buttons. Because I think that's the key. And it sounds to me, and from what I saw, that you guys spend probably equal amount of time engaging with your staff on the, this is why we're doing it, before it ever gets kicked off, regardless of what that product is or that change is. Uh, Definitely. It's important that everybody's opinions or matter in a certain sense. You know, I, I want to hear from our service manager before we do a project, especially with iRecon and, and the scope of everything that it's going to be, you know, what are, what are the, some of the issues that you're having now? How do we make them better? And, you know, this is, these are a few of the products or a few of the ideas that we have, you know, especially our Cadillac store, our GM store that we, that we were able to go together, you and I too, 
they were all very involved in, in the conversations of, you know, what you were bringing to us and how we could make it better in our service center. The Cadillac store began using it the same day. Our Chevrolet store was the next morning and it was without me having to say, Hey, are we ready to go? They hit the ground running with the product and, and yeah, it's been great. It's been a week and it's been fantastic. Well, that starts at the top. So kudos to you and your leadership team for really setting the stage appropriately and communicating with your staff because it is a team effort for sure win or lose together definitely so last question at least i think it's the last question so if you had to think about you know a couple key takeaways the main things that are you're focusing on i mean we went over a lot as we've been speaking but trying to boil it down to two or three things that you're most hyper focused on as a way to keep the ball rolling, to keep selling cars in a ever-changing environment. What is that? I think the first is, you know, it's the reconditioning end, but it's also with that having quality over quantity, you know, it's going to be difficult to have the volume of cars that we'd like. So our goal is to make sure that the cars that we have on the lot are the best of what they are and that we're making them the best through our reconditioning tools and everything that we can you know, at our disposal to use them for. So I definitely think that is the biggest thing right now for us. And then the second thing, and everybody's, you know, everybody says this at the end of the day, but the experience that our customer has, that's ultimately what it comes down to at the end of the day. Our customers are the most important, uh, making sure that we have every avenue open to sell vehicles to them, to service vehicles with for them, um, and not using the tools at our disposal, all of them, to make sure that we're giving that customer the best experience possible, you know, that's just something that we're trying to make sure we are not doing. Anything that we can do to help our, our customers through service, through sales, through our websites, traditionally in the door here, you know, we're trying to do the best we can in making that happen. And we believe that at the end of the day, it's going gonna, it's gonna to show in the number of our sales. Well, thank you again. Um... I really appreciate you being willing to come in and speak with everybody out there in the Viato world. And of course, being a partner of Viato and using our different products, but most importantly for being proactive, you know, just sitting back and moaning the blues because you can't buy cars or you can't get cars through service or you're not making as much as you used to. You guys are taking a very proactive approach and it definitely shows at your store from the minute you walk in there. So once again, Mark Thompson, Used Car Operations Director, Bergy Automotive. Bergie's, not Bergie, Bergie's Automotive. We'll definitely have you back on because I want to see how this keeps going and how this evolves. Yeah, I appreciate it, Mike. It was really nice hanging out with you this week, too. I'll have to get you back here sometime soon. Excellent. Well, once again, everyone, this is Mike Boyd in the Beato Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Please uh, come back for another podcast. Talk to you all later. Bye. 